We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark coming to you from Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. And this is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski, and I have returned to the frozen north, so I'm coming to you from Northfield, Minnesota. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, basics. the Basics. So are you reading any good books? Because, you know, that's what people do in the summer. They, 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 they'll read a good book. You got any good books you've been reading, Matt? Uh, well, I am reading a book kind of, you know, like, here's my problem, John. You know, yeah. it, I have a hard time just picking up like a novel and reading a work of fiction. You know, I feel like I got to read something that's got to be, you know, helpful, you know, not fiction. Oh, yeah. Fiction. Yeah. That's you know, your pastor's so, problem. I yeah. know. I know. Us working pastors, right? Uh, you retired guys. I'm sure you're reading all sorts of good stuff. But I, I'm reading uh, a, a book connected to Christ. It's called Overcoming oh. Isolation Through Community. So, that's been good. It's a, a nice uh, practical book that talks about, you know, especially hopefully Lord willing coming out of this pandemic, uh, the importance of community. Uh, so that's been good. Do you, have, yeah. do you have an author for that offhand connected with yeah. Christ? Yeah. Brian K. Davies is the author. And okay. uh, yeah, it's a newer book and uh, I, I found it helpful. So uh, that's well, what I'm reading, John. Well, I've been doing some reading too, Matt. Uh, okay. uh, and I—I I found my reading. I, I've been reading the Signal catalog from the public broadcasting system. <laughs> wow, that, that sounds like some exciting reading. Oh, oh, it came in the mail about a month ago, and right away, Lynn and I both teared into it. Uh, and, and of course, the reason we read it, Matt, is not for the the uh, cleverly designed plotting, not for the depth of the characters that are found in the Signals magazine from the public broadcasting system, but for their T-shirt sayings. <laughs> we have more laughs over the T-shirt sayings in that catalog. In fact, let, let, let me give you one. Uh, I, in fact, I sent a list of these to you so you can share in, in the uh, 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 joviality. Joviality? I don't yeah. yeah. Joculate. Joviality, yes. There you go, the jocularity. So here's one that applies to me. It's weird being the same age as old people. <laughs> it just, just sort of happens, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. It's weird being the same age as old. Yeah. So did you see anything that, that struck you? That yeah, I, I like this one. Yeah, so I like yeah. this one. Uh, Ever notice how many towns are named after their water towers? <laughs> I, like I know. How ironic. It's, it is amazing, isn't it? Every way, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I've got one here. Uh, so sometimes I talk to myself. Then we both laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> you, you got another. Yeah, so I, I, I can relate to this one as a as a husband. A ninety percent of being married is yelling what from other rooms. <laughs> and you know so what? True. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's just pretty much <laughs> marriage life is. What? What are you saying there? Uh, okay. Well, I think that's enough of the t-shirt sayings for now. We can save the rest for later. There's some good ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is, yeah. Hopefully yeah, I'll yeah. Share some more next week. I like it. 
So anyway, uh, Matt, we're we're talking about the armor of God, and, and we've been doing that on and off, yes. and we're back to it today. Uh, and you said you wanted to do just a little bit of review, and, and I want to say something about this whole belt of truth. So right, let's start ahead. with that, and then we'll move on to some more armor. Good. Uh, uh, what, good. what do you want to say, Matt? Well, why don't, why don't we just read the, the text itself, you okay. mind, from... Uh, uh, Ephesians chapter six, just to sort of refresh people's memory, what we're even talking about when we're talking about the armor of God. Uh, this is from Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. And in chapter six, he he talks about the armor of God, putting it on in defense against Satan, uh, against that enemy. So, so John, yeah, and, and, and Matt, I'm glad you said that because that's that's the big point that you begin yes. with. That this is the enemy. It's not just these earthly things we have to wrestle with, but the really big enemy is, is the schemes of the devil, as he says in yes. verse 11. Yeah. So, where do you want me to pick up? Yeah, why don't we read chapter six and let's just read verses 13 through 15. Okay, so here's the armor. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. All right. So Okay, stop yeah, there. Paul, all right. Yeah, let's stop there. Paul goes all on, right. of course, but but for today's purposes, I think that's probably all we're going to cover. So we'll talk sure. about these shoes of the gospel of peace. But before we do that, John, why don't we talk about the belt of truth and, and some of your insights uh, from that previous well, discussion? Well, the thing I just wanted to point out about the belt of truth is that actually the word belt isn't, isn't used there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we, they've kind of uh, we kind of anglicized it because literally what it says is gird yourself with truth around your loins, around your loins. And I just love that word loins. Uh, and actually, uh, he's he's quoting Jesus from Luke twelve verse thirty five, who says the same thing. He says, "Stay dressed," but it's the same words in the Greek. Stay dressed, gird yourself for action. And of course, Jesus and Paul are both quoting the Old Testament from Exodus 12, because this is this is the advice that was given to the Israelites at the celebration of the first Passover. He said, in this manner, you shall eat it with your belt fastened. But again, they're, they're, they're inserting the word belt there because literally uh, it would have said again, girding yourself, girding yourself, uh, um, that's what you need to do. So I just, I, 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 so here I'm giving a contemporary translation, and I'm not sure whether this is really good or not, but I think basically uh, Paul, Jesus, uh, Moses is saying, get your pants on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, fair enough. That, that's but, the point. Be ready. Be prepared. Be ready. Yeah, yeah. Get your pants on, because um, as, especially now in these days of COVID, when we've been able to work from home, sometimes he didn't bother to put on pants. True <laughs> enough. Yeah, but you can't do that anymore, people. Now you got to get out there in the real world. So gird yourself, get ready for action. And I wanted to ask you, because I, I I couldn't come to any conclusion, but you you've been doing this. Uh, is there any significance to the fact that we're that, that Paul adds the detail about girding ourselves around the loins. Uh, now, Jesus doesn't say that, and, and Moses doesn't say that, but Paul adds that detail. Yeah, I, the, the, the one commentary I was reading suggests, and, and this is kind of clever, I guess, that yeah. that's, yeah, again, the one we're girding ourselves against, being ready against is Satan. 
And one commentator suggested Satan likes to hit below the belt. Oh, oh, <laughs> so, oh. so it's, he kind of uh, takes a sucker punch, right? You know, he he doesn't play fair. In other words, uh, he hits below the belt. So gird your loins, be ready, protect yourself, uh, because yeah, Satan is is a dirty enemy. Oh, I like that, Matt. I'm glad I asked that question because that does fit perfectly. Because that obviously is the image because then you got the breastplate of righteousness. So we're covering the upper part of our body, but we're also covering those very special organs of our body <laughs> that yeah. are covered there in the loins. All right, exactly. uh, enough of that. Uh, so now we've got our, our, our loins covered. We've got our breastplate on. Uh, and, and now we're adding Shoes? Is that what you said? Shoes? Now we're now we're going to shoes, and and okay. I think okay, you know what? Okay, big deal, Paul. You know it, the loins. Yeah, those are important. The breastplate that covers the vital organs, but but shoes. Why are we worried about shoes? <laughs> yeah. Um. So so shoes, and specifically, really describes what those shoes are as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. I think that's interesting. Yeah. So and just the gospel, but specifically the gospel of, of peace here. Um, and I, I think when we hear that and when our listeners hear that, perhaps we think, well, you know, Paul, that sounds pretty good. I'd like some peace. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Peace is a good thing. And peace is a thing that seems pretty elusive sometimes. Uh, I came across this scale that's called the Social Readjustment Rating Scale. And I, this has been used for years. And, and maybe you've heard of it, John. I have. I yeah. Have. So, so it's this idea of of having these point values assigned to different things that are stressful in life, and then this idea that the higher your number is, as you add up the different stresses in life, you know, the more you're at risk of mental, physical illness connected to to stress. Uh, so, here's some things on the the stress scale. Um, you have a, a minor violation of the law, like a traffic ticket. Uh, that that's 11 points. Uh, a little higher on the scale, you have a family vacation. That's 13 points. Uh, a little more stressful than the traffic ticket. Uh, you have things like changing to a new school. That's 20 points. You have a son or a daughter leaving the home, uh, whether it's they're getting married, they're going off to college or join the military. That's 29 points. Uh, the death of a close friend. That's uh, 37 points. Uh, then you, you go up a little higher. Uh, just marriage in general, uh, 50 points. Shout, shouting, uh, <laughs> what? What? From, from the other room. That, that, that really will stress. raise your stress. Yeah. Yes. Uh, divorce, uh, 73 points. And then uh, toward the top of the scale, uh, the death of a spouse, 100 points. Um, and as our listeners go through that, and as you and I go through that list, as we hear it, we think of, okay, well, uh, those points are racking up. <laughs> You know, those, I've experienced those things. So, um, so this is additive, you're saying? <laughs> what? It, it's additive? It's cumulative? Yes, exactly. Yes, it okay. just accumulates. But especially, you know, it, yeah, I think over a lifespan, but especially when those things happen in rapid succession, you know, mm -hmm. what What those, the people that designed that scale said, if you have, uh, if your stressors equal 300 points or more, in the past, you know, five years or so, well, then, then you have a pretty high risk of of health issues, and, and again, just related is, is, to stress. Is that when is that when the smoke starts coming out of your ears? Yeah, that's right. You reach three hundred, okay. smoke comes out of your ears. Oh, that is okay. a, a sure sign that's, that right. your stress level is pretty high. 
exactly. And I think, you know, that's only been compounded by, by COVID, obviously, too. Um, boy, the, the stress points are just racked up and, and we begin to feel overwhelmed. And when that happens, it's not only our, our health that suffers, but relationships suffer. And again, we long for peace. Uh, and Paul here writes about the shoes of peace. Uh, but, but like we already joked about a little bit, um, we might be thinking to ourselves, well, what do you mean, Paul? Just shoes of peace? You know, I, yeah, I, yeah. I need more than that. I need, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, a whole armor full of peace, right? Or at least a helmet of peace. Why just shoes? Uh, but, but not so fast because shoes were important, okay? Um, when we think back to, again, Paul's probably thinking the, the first century Roman soldier, uh, and his suit of armor and what they were wearing. And in the first century, the shoes were essential. They were an important part of the armor of a soldier. So when, when armies would go to battle, one of the things they would do, and this is pretty dirty, one of the things they would do is they would sharpen spikes and then they would put them in the ground and hide them just below the surface of the ground. Maybe they covered up with some dirt or leaves or something like that. And so uh, when the... Uh, oppo opposing army would attack if they didn't have the proper footwear those spikes would go through their foot or at least injure their foot badly and when you have an injury like that it doesn't matter how good the rest of your armor is it doesn't matter how strong your breastplate is it doesn't matter how well your loins are girded if you have that foot injury um if you you're in trouble uh, your attention is taken off the battle at hand and looking ahead and you're looking down now and you're injured and you just you, you can't go on or you still have a lot of trouble going on so to have the right shoes was essential for a soldier and so to talk about these shoes of peace that's no small thing paul's not belittling the importance of the gospel of peace in fact he's probably emphasizing just how important it really is and, and matt you know it's interesting how that that is still true uh in the military Today, you know, we, we make the joke about, oh, it looks like army boots, but but that's because army boots do look different than any other kind of boot. Like you say, they're thick, they're heavy, they're very, very protective. And I can remember reading about uh, British military history and, and taking care of your feet. That was a number one thing if you were in the military in Britain. And if your feet were in bad shape, oh, my goodness, that got you into tremendous trouble, which we wouldn't think about that today. But you're right. They, they understood that an army works on its feet. It's constantly moving on its feet. And if you've got feet issues, then you're not going to be able to function the way you should function. But what in the world does that mean to us as Christians, <laughs> that we need to put on big, thick boots? Is that what we need, man? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, not exactly, John. <laughs> okay. Well, is there yeah. more to the story? This is a metaphor, right? Yeah. So, okay. But yes, there's more to the story. More to the story. Exactly. But I think the, the, the point to be made right now is just simply that peace is important. The gospel of peace is important. An important part of the armor of God. And I think what's important, too, and, and here's here's the point, John, is that it's not just a generic piece, right? But Paul says specifically the gospel. So this is God's peace. This is God's peace for us. Um, so peace is important. We've established that. But now we need to talk about, okay, well, where do we find that peace? Where exactly are these shoes of peace? Where are they located? How do we get them? How does God give them to us? 
So I, I want to first look at a couple of places where you don't find peace. Okay. Okay. So these are the wrong types of peace. So the, the one wrong type of peace is, is the world's peace. You know, the world's peace. We think of uh, the world and when the Bible thinks speaks of the world, so oftentimes it's, it's that sinful, fallen, imperfect world. And, and the world's version of peace, the definition, I think, is based in large part upon our circumstances. Right. Our circumstances, right? So if 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 our if our numbers on our stress scale are pretty low, okay, if we're below three hundred, uh, then oh well, then we have peace. Um, when, when life is is manageable, when things are stress free, when it feels like you know we've pretty much got things under control, we're taking the right measures to to make sure those numbers are low. Well, then we've got peace. Um, but there's a couple of problems with that. Uh, one of the problems is life is rarely manageable. <laughs> life is rarely uh, low on the stress scale. Uh, stress is is high for a lot of people. Uh, so, and we, so, I was going to yeah. say, let me give you a practical example of that. Because, Please do. Uh, you know, we, we were joking with each other earlier about the fact that every day is a day of vacation for me now that I'm retired. Uh, and I would think then I would have more peace. But but. Tell, uh, no, it, it doesn't work that way at all. But we, we, we broke the windshield on our car, so we had that, that replaced. Our, our garage door doesn't work the way it should, so we've had a garage guy to come, to, and he's having trouble fixing it. We had electrical outlets that didn't work on the house up here in Northville. We went home uh, to see everybody for a week for birthdays, found out that our roof is leaking, and so now we're trying to get a roofer to come around and take care of that. So you're right. If you're going to look for peace in this world, you're just not going to find it. Even in retirement, when you should should be at peace, there are just any number of nuisances that come up. And those are actually just some of the minor things that we're wrestling with. Yeah, right now. yeah. So. The, the stress numbers are adding up, John. I was yep, adding them up yep. while you were listening to those things. <laughs> and that's exactly it. Our, our circumstances change. And they're out of our control. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, that's too. The thing. That's you're, you're, the, thing, the, yeah. the roof is out of your control. The outlet's out of your control. Crack, crack windshield. So if we think that we're going to control our level of peace, guess again. <laughs> but yeah. yet that's that's what this world tries to sell us, is that we're in control. We can manage our stress. We can control whether or not we're at peace. We've just got to find the right method, the right way, uh, the, the, the right plan, and we're going to you know, be stress-free. Well, no, no, we're not. And, and, and we and, certainly won't be at peace. And Matt, it strikes me, that's the devil giving us the low blow. Because he yeah. does. He does. He comes and says, oh, yeah, yeah, this world has a lot of problems, but but I've got a solution for you. Uh, but no, he doesn't. He doesn't. That's the problem. None of the worldly solutions help. Exactly. They, make, they make the peace. They take away the peace. They don't add to the peace. Yep. Yep. They take it away. And, and you know, speaking of Satan, I think another trick of him's and another false sense of peace is is Satan tries to get us to use, to misuse the gifts of God in order to to find peace, you know, just a few examples, um, you know, alcohol, <laughs> well, that's a gift from God, right? That's not a bad thing, but yet Satan, you know, he tempts us to abuse that alcohol, to misuse that gift, to find peace, uh, things like lust. Okay. Um, you know, um, love and, and, uh, you know, finding delight in our, our spouse. That's a good thing from God too. But then, you know, Satan tries to <sighs> tempt us to misuse that and that counterfeit peace, that lust. Um, you know, and, and the list just goes on, um, you know, binge eating, you know, things like that, trying to find some kind of peace from misusing food, a, a gift from God, you know, and it goes on and on and on and on. 
so Satan tries to trick us into thinking that you know, we can find peace then in misusing God's good gifts in this world. And again, that, that is not where peace is found. Um, so where where is peace found? Okay, That's where, just what I was thinking, yeah, Matt. All so, right. So tell me yeah, all the things exactly. that I can't find peace in. Yeah. So uh, let's 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 go to God's word. That's a good place right. to go. So uh, let's go to John chapter 14 and let's read verses 25 through 27. And just to set the scene there, uh, the stress level of Jesus' disciples is through the roof probably right now. (laughs) Their points are racking up. Um, They've been with Jesus for a while now. And Jesus has just told them that he's going away. (laughs) He's told them. You say what? You're doing what? That's exactly what the disciples are saying. He he tells them he's going to die and suffer. But even more, he's going to go away. And they're thinking, well, wait a second. We've given up all we have to follow this guy. He's going away. What, what's happening here? They don't understand fully what Jesus is telling them. And then Jesus has these words of peace in John. So John 14, verses 25 through 27. Jesus speaking. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? So it peace, is. yeah, and, and this peace that it passes understanding, the peace that Jesus gives, it's different from the world's. And Jesus is specific about that. I do not give to you as the world gives. Uh, in other words, you know, Jesus' peace isn't dependent upon us and, and our circumstances. Jesus' peace isn't dependent upon our misuse of God's good gifts. A Jesus' peace is, is a gift. <laughs> it's a gift. He says, I give it to you. And because of that, let not your hearts be troubled. Don't let them be afraid. Oh, that's where our peace is. And, and what a relief that we don't have to create that peace, but Jesus gives it to us. Uh, another verse that comes to mind is uh, Ephesians 2. I'll just read that quickly. Uh, now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace. Uh, Jesus is our peace. So he's peace in the flesh, peace incarnate. He is the definition of peace, if you're looking for peace in this world. Uh, and brought near by the blood of Christ. I love that too. Uh, Paul talks about that. And of course, Christ's blood shed on the cross. So th- that's where peace is found. The gospel of peace, the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, he himself is our peace. Um, that's where it's found. And, and you know what I think is neat uh, is, you know, Paul will also list all of the stresses he had. I'm, I'm sure oh, smoke yeah. came out of his ears more than once. And, and as he lists these things about being shipwrecked and beaten, the one that always tickled me is, is sleepless nights, he said. Because I think those of us who wrestle with the tensions of the world yes. often have those sleepless nights. But see, that's the great thing. That doesn't mean you don't have peace with God. That's what that's again the low blow of the devil. He says, Well, obviously, there's something wrong with you and your faith if you've got all this worry and this fear. And Jesus says, No, like you, like you pointed out, Matt, no, this is the peace I give you for my love and my forgiveness. Yes. Uh, and that's there even when maybe you're not feeling peaceful. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm glad you brought that up because this does not mean that Christians will never ever feel stressed, will never be anxious. No, that's not it at all. Uh, but it does mean that. Christians 
will we'll put faith ahead of feelings. The gospel's put ahead of feelings. Christ is put ahead of feelings. Um, the peace that Jesus gives, it transcends stress. It transcends circumstances. And so going back to what you read, John, from, uh, from John 14, uh, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So even in the midst of stress, uh, still, our, our hearts aren't afraid. Uh, our hearts are ultimately at peace uh, through Jesus. And I think, too, you know, when we were talking about shoes, just to recognize, hey, Jesus walked in our shoes. He, he felt, he experienced those stresses on that stress scale. He's one who sympathizes, sympathizes us even in our weaknesses. Uh, that's how great our Savior is, uh, the one in whom we find uh, that ultimate peace. So yeah, in a way, you know, to say, just put on the gospel of peace, those shoes, in a way we're saying, well, put on Christ, put on the peace that, that he gives. Thank you so much, Matt. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. The basics.